You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The cool thing was, from that point, I was able to fully acknowledge my issue and begin to heal. And my shift focused from so much of it being on to myself to saying, okay, how can I use my experience to hopefully help someone else, to hopefully prevent someone else from making the same mistakes that I made? Hey, what's going on? It's me, Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, an online training program that helps actors train like athletes. If you're an actor, you're an athlete. So start training like one. If you want, go to the website builtforthestage.com and simply fill out the free trial form. It's just your name and email, maybe a couple of goals you want to share with me. There's no type of commitment or catch. It's literally seven days of a challenge to jumpstart your fitness journey in this little show called Your Life. So go to the website, builtforthestage.com. You can find that link in the description, and uh, we'll get to it. Once again, thanks for tuning in. If you like the podcast, please like, subscribe, leave a comment. Um, go to bpn.fm slash builtforthestage. That's Broadway Podcast Network, our home network here. You can see about... I don't know, the running, there's 172.5 podcasts that we have on the website. If you are looking for something Broadway related, it's there, my friends. The behind the scenes, the on the scenes, the in the scenes, and the around the scenes, they're all there. So go to bpn.fm and check that out. All right, exciting one for you, as always. uh, Today, not in the studio, Bill for the Stage's first Skype interview. We have yeah. Brandon Leffler. What's up, Brandon? Hey, how's it going? It's going great. We're here in uh, rainy New York City um, mm-hmm. on a Friday, at least. Uh, where are you right now? I hear you're on tour. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, cool. And what tour are you uh, going around about with? I am on the road with My Fair Lady. All right. How long have you been on that tour? Uh, from the beginning, we started rehearsal in the city in November, and then we did our tech process up in Syracuse, and we had our opening in December in Washington, D.C. at the Kennedy Center. So we've only been open for a few months now. It's still pretty fresh. Yeah. Not your first tour, though. 
Not my first tour. I'm seeing Wicked, A Chorus Line, Cats. Yes. Let's get right into the fitness thing with A Chorus yeah. Line and Cats especially. How is it to do such a physically demanding show and be riding buses and planes all day, every day, you know? Or depending on your sit down and, and whatnot. But like, okay, let's say your sit downs are long. Talk to right. us about the travel day leading into like your first show in the new city and like how you need to adjust your body and, and all that. How's that go for you on tour? Yeah, definitely. Um, I have found on travel days, I drink a ton of water for starters because the entire flight experience is so dehydrating. Um, and then I try when I get to a new city especially lately. Back in the day, I didn't do it so much, but now I'm a little bit more knowledgeable about how to treat my body. So when I get to a new city, I'll go to the gym, even if it's just the hotel gym, and I'll do some cardio just to like flush my system, like get things moving a little bit. Um, and then I really, especially with this show with My Fair Lady, there's not a ton of dancing in the show. So I am like, really going for my gym routine outside of the show because I can. It was harder with Cats and A Chorus Line because those were such big dance shows that I had to sort of conserve my energy a little bit for the show. Uh, but for this show, I'm, I'm able to really to go hard on workouts. Yeah. Do you, uh, I think, um, I don't know if I read it or if Scott sent it to me, that you do a 30-minute bar class a lot of the time before… Yes. Yeah, tell us about that before your shows. Yeah, so this was kind of cool because I try to give myself a ballet bar before the show because I think it's important, especially we as performers, Broadway performers and, and mostly dancers. Um, you know, so many of us work out, but I think it's important to stay within what it is that you're doing for a living. So if you're a dancer by trade, you need to still be doing your plies and your tendus and all of that. Like you have to keep it going. Mm. Um, so I started giving myself a ballet bar before the show. And then I noticed that there were other performers in the cast that were wanting a warm up. So um, one, we were in a brand new city and I asked the company manager, I said, can I say something to the cast before <laughs> we, you know, at this meeting? And he was like, yeah, sure. And I said, listen, I'm going to start doing a 30-minute ballet bar before every show. Whoever wants to join me, you're more than welcome. And so some days I have five people that show up, and some days I have 15 people that show up. And I, I really do it for myself, but it's kind of a fun way to sort of bring us all together, especially on the road, because it's hard to find classes, ballet classes, anyways, on the road. Yeah, I think that's so great. On, on the fitness end, what I usually tell clients is, you can't just be in your show and say, I'm, I'm not going to work out anymore because the show is my workout because it's the same show all day, every day for however long you're doing it and your body adjusts. And the same thing with what you're saying right now is, oh, I'm dancing in the show. Okay, well, you're doing the same six to eight numbers or however many it might be every single performance. And your body is now kind of adjusted and, and has that uh, on autopilot. So taking a bar class or doing things that are still in your, your craft outside of performing is very important. So that's cool that you do that. Absolutely. The other thing, one last thing going with that. Yeah. Um, as you know, when you're performing in a show, oftentimes you have, you know, set choreography that you do. 
So say you do like a big batma on the left in the show. Yeah. And night after night, day after day, you're doing that one batma on the left. So your body's going to get jacked up over time. So that's another reason why I think, like you were saying, it's so important to work out outside of the show so that you stay even on both sides. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're from Mayfield, Ohio, I'm seeing here. I'm from yes. Youngstown, Ohio. So I just had to I just had to bring that up that we're two Ohioans. No way. Are you proud of being from Ohio? Yes. There's something absolutely. strange about the pride of being from Ohio, isn't there? In the sense of you're not really sure why you're proud that you're from there. <laughs> My wife is uh all I have like <laughs> we have like a lot of uh, Ohio shirts of, of various different like sayings and whatever. And she's like, what, why, what is it? Like, you don't even necessarily talk fondly about Ohio, but like, for some reason you're so proud of it. And, um, I have a couple of like, uh, guesses, but one would be the shape of Ohio is pretty aesthetically appealing. Like, yes. I feel like it could be a standalone logo where no matter if you related it to the state or not, the shape is is aesthetically pleasing. The second thing is that to make it out of Ohio and be something and know what you went through, you know, there's, there's some pride in that. Yes, definitely. Well, wouldn't you say Ohio's kind of heart shaped, isn't it? It is. It and don't they call it like the heart Ohio, the heart of it all. I think that's one of their sayings. Sure. That's a pretty good one. If, I think it might make I'm making that up. No, no, no. If if it is, that's a good one. Cause I'm thinking about other states and I'm like, what who made this? Like, why did who right. chose this of all things for a state? Right, right. Well, and the reason I bring it up is because I think that's why we're so proud of it. I think Ohio has so much heart. Uh-huh. Okay, word. Uh, let's move True. on because there's everyone from the 49 other states uh, listening to this podcast is like, oh, all right. Uh, uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Speaking of sayings though. Uh, one is keep Austin weird. You teach, you taught class in Austin, Texas. Or yeah, you- I used to. I danced with Ballet Austin in okay. Texas for a while, cool. and then while I was there, I taught. I was on faculty in their jazz department, so I was dancing um, with. The, I was dancing with Ballet Austin too, and I was teaching jazz to like their academy. Mm. Yeah, it. I just was in Austin a few months ago. Love Austin. Yes. Um, out of all your tours. What has been your favorite city uh, on on tour? Mm. You know, I've I've really made a note because I've always thought, where else could I live if I weren't in you know New York or LA or Cleveland? Yeah. Where would I? Live? <laughs> and I think my my top two are Boston and San Diego. Ah, uh, yeah, vastly different, but I just. I fell in love with both of those places and could go back in a heartbeat. I don't know why I'm not in San Diego right now. Every time the winter starts to change uh, back to like warmth and sun in New York, Mm -hmm. the first thing I ask myself is like, why do I put myself through three to four months of this (laughs) agony? Why do I do it? Um, All right. So you're on this tour with My Fair Lady. Previously, you've been on Broadway in On the Town, Cinderella, and Wicked. Yes. You had a good run there. I'm sure you'll be back. You'll keep pounding the pavement, yada, yada, (laughs) yada. What I want to get to is those are like highlights, like ups, ups, ups. What in your career has happened or or gone on where 
you know, it always hasn't been butterflies and rainbows and like, hey, you're on Broadway or hey, you're booking a tour, you know? Tell us like yeah. some sometimes you've had to dig your your feet into the dirt. Yeah, well, that's a big one for me. And I am I am very open about the fact that I have struggled with alcoholism and addiction in my past. And it has taken me down very hard within our business. And I think um, what happened to me was I got to a point where my self-worth and what I do for a living became so intertwined. And when my alcoholism and addiction got so out of hand that I ended up losing a job, I was doing, um, I was in rehearsal for Moulin Rouge to go to Boston the summer of 2018, I think that was. And my alcoholism and addiction had gotten to a place where um, I was replaced in the show. And when I, when my sort of self-worth crumbled because it relied on my job, I felt like I was worthless. I felt like I didn't mean anything to anyone anymore. Um, and I went to rehab down in Florida. And then I moved home to Cleveland to be with my family and focus on recovery and sobriety. I was home for about a full year. And it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Mm. Because I learned, I learned that my self-worth has nothing to do with performing on stage. And a big part of that was being surrounded by my family who love me for just breathing and existing. They do not care how many Broadway shows I've done. And I needed that. I needed to realize that and to build up self-esteem and self-worth in just who I am branded as a person. Uh, and now I'm performing again, I'm back on stage, but I have an entirely new perspective. I love performing, I love being on stage, but I realize that there is more to life and I am more than this job. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, the whole world struggles with it, but especially in performing when you yourself are essentially the product or you yourself, you know, you're it, you know? Uh, as much as you want to say that no's don't hurt, but auditioning or submitting and being told no, it, it takes a, you know, wear and tear on you. Um, subconsciously, if you're not in tune with it, like you have now become. And we talk about this a lot on the podcast about who is, who is Brandon outside of the theater off the stage. And um, hopefully if you've been listening regularly, you all have started to kind of self-examine yourself and saying to yourself, who, who am I, um, you know, outside of being a performer? Um, Am I a leader? Am I a son? Am I a daughter? You know, there's a bunch of things that you are other than a profession. Um, so that's so cool that you've you've gone you've gone through that. Um, it must have been tough. Tough. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing. The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you want, if you, if you're willing, you lose the job, you lose Moulin Rouge. And tell us a little bit of that journey from that point to then going to therapy and what you kind of like had to go through it in that sense. I think that I had to hit rock bottom. I think, you know, it's something that I had been struggling with for years, but I always, it was never bad enough. My concept, the consequences were never bad enough for me to really change. I, I tried to change over the past, but I never, I I was never able to fully commit to the process of getting sober. And, um, I think that experience was just that for me. It was my, it was my rock bottom. I was very, uh, once upon a time, I was very private, very shameful. I didn't want anyone to know what I was going through. Um, I was constantly on damage control you know, asking people to, you know, not, not say anything if I was out of control or, you know, always trying to hide. Mm. And, um, when I lost the show and I went to rehab in a very public way, um, suddenly all of my cards were out on the table and I was forced to just be rigorously honest and just not shout from the rooftops, but just let people know, like I have part of it was, I was always trying to save something. And I think when I went to rehab, I was fully convinced that I would never work again. <laughs> it was very dramatic, yeah. but I was fully convinced I'll never work again. My reputation is ruined. I'm a terrible person. You know, every negative thing you can think about yourself. Um, and I just gave it, I gave it all up. But the cool thing was from that point, I was able to fully acknowledge my issue and begin to heal And my shift focused from so much of it being on to myself to saying, okay, how can I use my experience to hopefully help someone else, to hopefully prevent someone else from making the same mistakes that I made? And how that has manifested for me is teaching. Mm. I love teaching. And I I do feel a, a greater purpose now at this point in life that through teaching and through sharing my story, um, I hope that I can influence young dancers coming up and wanting to go into this business and they see the glamour and they see the nightlife. And um, I'm not afraid now to use my story as a cautionary tale to say, listen, you know, live your life, have fun, but be cautious, be aware, be educated, know that these are possibilities that can happen to you. Great. Thank you for sharing. I want to ask you to share something else or maybe give some advice to actors out there that are listening that 
are trying to make a comeback like you did of some sorts. Um, a lot of, a, a good amount, I should say, of, of clients that I have, they'll come to me saying, you know, this, that, or the other happened. I had to take a year off and now I'm coming back. Or, you know, I just, I got depressed. I stopped going to auditions and I just can't fathom going back to doing that again. And, you know, that's why they'll come to me because a part of starting Built for the Stage is their journey of like one box they're checking to try to um, prepare to come back. So can you share about the first time you came back to a show um, after all this happened and how you were able to kind of, you know, conquer that feat? Um, for me, that was really, I, I worked a little bit when I was at home in Cleveland, like with um, local, local theaters, um, more choreographing than being on stage myself. Um, doing My Fair Lady really was my first reintroduction to being on a professional stage. And I was terrified, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, it's funny. It was less terrified of being on stage and more terrified, um, of coming back to New York. Um, because New York was full of so many people, places and things for me. It was so triggering for me. And, um, I was home in Cleveland. I, I, came in for the audition for My Fair Lady, but went back to Cleveland until we started, you know, rehearsals. Um, that was the scariest part for me, coming back to New York and establishing uh, a sober community around me. That's one of the biggest things that I learned was, uh, you know, they say when you're growing up that um, if you look at who you're hanging out with, that is who you are. You know, you are who you surround yourself with. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And I think there's so much truth to that. So I really made an effort when I came back to New York to surround myself with the right people, with people that were supportive, people that um, I looked up to. Um, and that was, that was very helpful. Uh, then being back on stage, you know, our opening night at the Kennedy Center in D.C., I was just so overwhelmed with gratitude more than anything else. Um, I think shifting my thinking from a place of fear to a place of gratitude has helped me immensely because, you know, you have, it's baby steps getting back to the stage and you have to be kind to yourself. And if you can just put your thinking into a position of, oh, I'm just grateful that I showed up to this audition, you know, baby steps. I showed up. Instead of the fear of like, oh, I'm never going to get this job. I'm never going to be on stage again. The fact that you were able to show up to that audition, be grateful for that. Like, good for you. That's amazing. Doesn't matter if the show happens or not. And then just baby steps from there of being in a, a state of being grateful for what you have goes a long way. Yeah, I just want to highlight something that really stuck out was, you know, the talk, the speaking of fear right now is just that you're a guy that's been on Broadway three times. You've been on uh, four or five tours. You've had a great resume and you still were fearful, you know? So if you're out there listening and you're you're thinking, you know, who am I? You know, Brandon's sitting here saying that even in spite of all that experience he had in the past, 
coming back was, was tough. Um, I'm assuming every time that you went in for an audition towards the beginning, each one got better and better and you kind of were shaking the dust loose per se. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it gets easier. A lot. Of, there's so much power in just showing up. The hardest part is just showing up and starting, right? Yeah. Yes. I, I tell my clients, crawl into the gym and, <laughs> and then you will proudly march out when you're done. You know, mm. it, it's just about the realization of not so much the realization as much as the um, experience or the data. I like to say data where I've been doing this for years and I know from experience that I feel like garbage, mm. but I know that I should go. And I know that when I'm done, I won't feel like garbage anymore. I go to, right. the, I go to the gym. People ask me, how you doing? And I always say, I'll be better in about 45 minutes. Ah. <laughs> and, and that's the same thing with, um, you know, auditioning or showing up to classes or showing up for whatever it is to better yourself in performance is that whether it's fear, whether it's procrastination or what have you, you just got to get through the door. That's the first, the, the first hurdle. I'm so glad yeah. we're touching on this uh, topic. Yes. Yeah, I think there's something to be said too we as performers are really good at self-sabotage, which is where, you know, you get up in the morning and you're like, oh, I, I just can't go to this audition. You know what? I wasn't going to get it anyways. Forget it. I'm just going to sleep in. I'm not going to go. It's like, you're not even giving yourself a chance. And there's so much power in just showing up because here's the thing. We're, we are afraid because we don't have control, right? We go to an audition. We have no idea what's going to happen. It could be great or it could be terrible. But ultimately in life, we don't have control over anything. It's an illusion to think that we have control. So just showing up is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of what you're saying is to be in control is to realize you're not in control. <laughs> is, is that fair to say? Yeah, that's fair to say. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, to walk into a room and quote unquote own it is to know that regardless of how well I do, it it may happen or or it may not. So I might as well just do my best. Right. You know, going back to that self-sabotaging thing, it's like, like you were saying, just show up. And if it doesn't happen, it was an experience. It was an opportunity for you to either get better or for you to learn. So right. it's either you took a step forward or you took one step back so that you can take two steps forward, right? which puts you one ahead if you are out there doing math. Uh, <laughs> um, so where's, uh, where's the next city for you guys on the tour? Columbus, Ohio. Hey! hey. Oh, H-I-O. There we go. Columbus <laughs> is a cool little college town. Um, you got to go have, I'm sure you've been there on tour or just being in Ohio. There's that market downtown with like amazing mm -hmm. restaurants inside. Um, do you know what it's called? Anyways, some amazing barbecue in there. Pick it up. Nice. That was the worst Skype or that was the worst uh, Yelp. Not Yelp. What am I trying to <laughs> Yelp? Yeah, that was the worst Yelp review ever. No restaurant, no location, nothing. We'll put it in the descriptions of this podcast. I say that all the time. I probably never put the description, the details of anything. Um, we do put 
Brandon's Instagram in there. Uh, what's your Instagram, Brandon? At Brandon Left. Yeah, with no lure. No lure. No lure, just left. Well, that that is, I guarantee, always in the description. So you can look at the description of this episode and uh, make sure that you follow uh, Brandon on Instagram. Uh, very talented dancer, uh, amazing performer. But as we were just saying, uh, just from talking to him, he seems like a great guy, um, a great person, a great human, uh, not just a performer. So uh, thanks for Skyping with us. Thanks for taking the time to uh, chat with us. There was a lot of pieces of, of gold in this episode. So um, hopefully you guys had out your uh, pens and papers and you were taking notes and and ready for the exam for next time. Brittany is <laughs> smiling at me over here. Um, all right, guys, that's that. Thank you again, Brandon, for being on the episode. If you want, you. don't forget to go to buildforthestage.com to try out that free trial. Um, we'll be on our way to just help you navigate around what it's like to um, better your fitness while being a performer, while going to rehearsals or auditions or performances, and yet still maintaining your fitness or bettering it um, at the same time. Don't forget about Broadway Podcast Network, bpn.fm, and uh, you can check them out on the website um, or Instagram at Broadway Podcast Network. Um, also go to Instagram at Bill for the Stage. Give us a follow, uh, shoot us a DM, tag us, do all the things. Um, anything else I got to say? I don't think so. Good? Mm-hmm. Brandon, should I say anything else? I think you're good. Awesome. We're good out here, people. It's me, Roscoe. Signing off. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.